Recording live from the Northeast Georgia Business Radio X studio. This is Northeast Georgia Business Radio. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to Northeast Georgia Business Radio. I'm your host, Tom Sheldon. And yeah, we're coming to you live from the beautiful Empower College and Career Center of Jackson County. With me, two special guests today. Really cool guests. Longtime fans of Business Radio X in general. And I finally got him up here to the Northeast studio. Very happy to have with me today, Mr. Derek Hayes. But he, he brought his dear wife, Lita Brooks Hayes, with him. Folks, welcome to the Northeast studio. Welcome. Glad to be here. Thank you. you, you I was waiting talk. for it. No, that's you can, not I'll talk. I was enthralled by the introduction. Well, well, we have I know. This, you, I was hanging on every word. We, like, we have this producer happen? guy who just, he's learning the buttons. You know, <laughs> we, that's what the problem is. Derek and I are both seasoned podcasters. We both have our own yes, show. Yes. And there's there's an applause button. And so when you said oh. that, I was like, oh, where is it? The, this producer. Yeah, is, he's asleep. He, he never, he's <laughs> never going to give me applause. That's okay. <laughs> No. There we go. It's not for me, I promise. <laughs> Settle down over there, boy. That's what we were anticipating. Now we can actually Okay, talk. now we can talk. Now we're here. Welcome, Hi. folks. How are you? Thank you. Doing welcome. well. Good to be here. It's nice to have fellow podcasters in the studio. Yeah, absolutely. We were joking earlier about people get behind the microphone and they freeze. Right? Yeah. I'm betting you're not going to do that. No, in fact. You're going to do it to mess with me. You may reach over and unplug the microphone at one point. Well, i got another show in an hour, so we, you know, we can't go too slow, right? We can talk on their show, too. That's good. I think you should. <laughs> okay. I'm not Depends sure the guy the even knows who I am, so you could just sit in just saying you're Tom. Yeah, exactly. He, he'll buy it. I don't there know. was one time that I was on the Gwinnett Business Radio X show. I told this story before, and producer Mike called and said, hey, that this company they need a guest can you do it and I said absolutely and I flew in hot I mean they had they had microphones hot they had their um, earphones on and I sat in the chair and I looked at them I said what are we talking about and they all started laughing they're like you don't even know why you're here and I said no but I'm here let's go like what do you want to talk about I I can do this on air I'm a seasoned pro it was astrophysics and so she got up and laughed no (laughs) I would have I would have too I would have made stuff up though it would have been entertaining it was it was business it was business which I know a lot about so it's good in, yes. We're going to talk about all the fun stuff you do for a sec- in a second. Okay. Derek, sir, you are an attorney. Yeah, absolutely. I've been an attorney for a little over 25 years now. Ooh, a couple days. Yes. That's why all the gray hairs here. You can't see it on radio, <laughs> but trust me, there's a lot F- of gray Folks, hair. he's only 32 years old. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and a few anniversaries. A lot of anniversaries. But What kind of attorney? I've been doing personal injury work for the 25 years I've been practicing. Personal injury encompasses anything from car wrecks to slip and fall claims, dog bites. I do some med mal, medical malpractices. Believe it or not, a very, very prominent thing here in, in Georgia and virtually everywhere. Medical malpractice, unfortunately, is one of the things that you don't want to deal with, but it's something that we have to. Unfortunate necessity, I guess, is a good yes, way to put it. Yes, when there are things, bad things can happen and bad things do happen. Right, right. But don't you sign your life away before you get a any surgery done? No? Yes. There are Let's waivers. There road. are things, but there are also two exceptions to every rule. Good. Attorney, well, that's true. No, that's true. You're, one of the first things you learn in law school is every rule is only there to be interpreted however you want to interpret it. That's true, too. It's a 25 years, man. Yeah, yeah. And doing what I do for a living in personal injury, you find the necessity of having an attorney going into a car wreck claim. We'll go with car wrecks because we are in Georgia and people don't know how to drive here. And as I say, insurance companies will never get religion. So it's a very prominent area of the law and will continue to be for a long time. But here in Georgia, 
you're more likely to get three and a half to four times more money when you hire an attorney in a personal injury settlement than someone that doesn't have an attorney. Part of that's driven by the fact that insurance companies are not required to take you by the hand, walk you through the process, and explain to you what your rights are, what you're entitled to receive, and how to calculate your damages. So having an attorney is there to make sure insurance companies do what they're supposed to do. We look at hidden coverages, things like umbrella policies, uninsured, underinsured motorist, medical payment coverage, and maximize the recovery from all those aspects to, as I said, put three and a half to four times more money in pocket, even after attorney's fees, when Mm -hmm. you hire an attorney after a car wreck claim. You talk about more money goes into the, what your client in that case is pocket. And it's not that you're getting quote unquote more money out of it. Insurance companies, and correct me if I'm wrong, we're not talking about about anyone, but an insurance company's goal, or, or at least their business, is not to pay claim. Correct. To pay is that a good way to put that? I always say they to pay as little as they have to, but exactly. as much as they need to. Exactly. And exactly. that's the intent. So my job right. is to go beyond that, to get the maximum compensation, the full value of your claim. So having tried countless cases here in Georgia, and knock on wood, never lost one, and I hope to never lose one. Congratulations on that. But with that being said, I know exactly how those measures of damages play in front of a jury. So the value of your claim without an attorney can be basically whatever an adjuster wants to tell you it is. Right. But with an attorney, we can look to full value and, and real-world experience and know what the true compensation should be and make that insurance company, instead of paying as little as they have to, pay more than they wanted to. Right. And, and right. again, full value is the goal. That's the intent. You're holding them accountable. Sure, absolutely. You're not really finding more money. You're just holding them accountable. Correct. And now there are times we find more money. And sure, I'll give you a good sure, example sure. of that. So if someone who's involved in a regular car wreck, here in Georgia, the minimum coverage you're required to carry is 25 5000 per person. Which is scary. 50000 per occurrence. Correct. So right. if you cause a wreck, you run a busload of 100 people off a cliff and mm-hmm. you only had twenty-five fifty in coverage, the most the insurance company is going to pay for that entire wreck of 100 dead people is $50,000. Right. That's awful. We push constantly as plaintiff's attorneys to try and increase that to at least 5100 mm-hmm. or maybe 100300 And hopefully at some point our state legislature will see it and, and, and move forward with it. But going back to what I was saying, though, hidden coverage. So if someone only has a twenty-five fifty policy, but they're a licensed professional that's a part owner in an accounting firm and a law firm or a doctor, they may have an umbrella policy. That umbrella policy may very well stay hidden if you go after it on your own without an attorney. Right. With an attorney, we know the exact letters that need to be sent, the code section that needs to be cited to force that insurance company to divulge any and all coverage. So that's that hidden coverage that may be a million dollar umbrella policy where if you only listen to the adjuster and you only accepted, oh, that's our 25,000 limits. We wish you could do more, but unfortunately your husband or your wife or your child has been killed. That's all we got. We're sorry. Awful situation. We feel bad, but here's 25 grand. In the meantime, there's a million dollar policy sitting out there. They've not told you about because they don't have to because you didn't know exactly what to do to push that issue. Well, you don't know what you're doing. Correct. Exactly. And even your uninsured, underinsured motorist, you may have more more available coverage through your own personal policy right. that unless you know how to pursue it and what needs to be done, you're leaving that coverage on the table. Medical payment coverage, that's coverage through your own policy that's designed to pay your medical bills. That's a way to utilize that and then not have to take that settlement fund, whatever it may be, to pay those medical bills if they've already been paid. So even health insurance, there are things that we can do as an attorney to push all those coverages to maximize the recovery and ultimately maximize dollars in pocket. When does someone need to have an attorney? When there's injury? And that's a very open-ended question. Yes, it is. And it's a great question, and, and, though. But now I, I know in a former life business owner, I had attorneys on retain, retainer all the time. 
Yes. And so if you're in a car wreck, the first thing you should do, obviously, is if you're injured, seek medical attention, an right. ambulance, hospital, whatever. But once you do have a chance to breathe, is kind of the way we say it, mm-hmm. you settle back and, and you're now re- just the, the shock, the fear, the anxiety, the emotions are done, reach out to an attorney as soon as you can. And the reason why is because the insurance company is going to try and get to you quicker than the than oh, you absolutely. have the chance to get that attorney. Especially if you're in a haze. Exactly. Yeah. They'll look oh, for yeah. things like a recorded statement. A recorded statement is the first opportunity for an adjuster to ask you questions about your wreck. There are things that you have to tell them. There are also things you don't know yet. I'm not a doctor, at least not a medical doctor, and many people that are injured in car wrecks are not doctors, so they can't diagnose their own injuries. They have no clue that what may feel like an, a sore back or a sore neck right now may manifest itself in a herniation that leads to surgery a week or two weeks or a month later. So if an adjuster reaches out to you in a recorded statement, they ask about your injuries and you say, well, my neck hurts. My back's a little sore. In reality, it may be much more than that. Mm-hmm. And you're not diagnosing yourself because you can't. You've not had treatment yet. You've not had x-rays or CT scans, MRIs. You're not sure of the extent and severity of that injury. They also may ask you questions about how the wreck occurred. And you mentioned a haze. There are times when the fog of war, oh, yeah. the fog of the situation, you have real. no clue what's just happened. Yeah. And you were going through a green light, minding your own business, and somebody ran a red light and T-boned you. And the adjuster asked you the question, well, what happened? I'm not really sure. I blacked out. All I know is I woke up in the hospital. And they use that to then interpret the claim as if it was your fault somehow, some way. You accelerated through a flashing yellow light that was about to turn red, and our person went through a green light. And the, the situation is far different than what really did happen. So that's one of the first reasons why you reach out to an attorney early is to avoid the trap that you can fall into by letting the adjuster speak to you. As an attorney, I'm a filter. I know what they need to know. I know what they don't need to right, know. Right. And I'll make sure that if there is a recorded statement, which typically I won't grant, but if there is a reason and a need to give that recorded statement, I'm there to make sure it's all on point, that everything that needs to be covered is and nothing more. Another thing that they'll do is a medical authorization form. It's an opportunity for an adjuster to get you to sign a HIPAA form, which allows them to get not only your medical records and bills related to this specific wreck, but anything in the past. They can go 10, 15, 20 years back. And if you three years ago woke up and you just happened to have a, a primary care physician appointment that day and you walked in, the doctor said, well, hey, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I've been fine. But man, this morning I woke up, my neck was sore Yeah, because you slept funny. You didn't injure yourself. And the doctor writes in the records, patient complained of sore neck. But it was nothing more than sleeping in an awkward position. It wasn't from a car wreck. Right. But yeah. the insurance company will jump all over that and say, well, actually, we've gotten your prior medical records. And two years ago, you had a neck issue that your doctors diagnosed you with. And so this is all pre-existing. We may have aggravated a pre-existing problem. We didn't cause any injury, though. It's all your fault. Right. Wow. Another reason to yeah. reach out to an attorney yeah. is is evidence can disappear. Uh, my job, my objective is to get out there early enough to take photos, if necessary, of the scene, of the cars. Right. Injuries can sometimes go away, bruises, uh, abrasions, things that are visible injuries now, three months from now, or eventually, you know, if you go into litigation, which may take two years, two years from now, you're going to walk into a courtroom without a crutch or without a walker or without being in a wheelchair. But it may have been that for the first year or first two years prior to the trial, you you were very um, labored in trying to walk or, or struggle with uh, you know any kind of mobility issues, and a jury can't see that. But with photographs and sometimes even video, a day-in-the-life video, a jury can see and appreciate exactly what that injury did to you in that moment. Important stuff, man. Yeah, absolutely. Now you, I'm sorry. There, again, I can go for hours, and I know it's a very— Well, we uh, just got to get you <laughs> on here again and again and get the, the Derek Hayes show 
I'm good with that. Well, I actually do have a podcast. I'm going to go ahead and plug that right now. Please, it's called Injury, as, you, as you need to. Injury Insider with Derek Hayes. Uh, so if you go to Business Radio X or any of the platforms for podcasts, you can find it. I get Injury Insider with Derek Hayes. It's on my website, too. My website is Derek Hayes, D-E-R-E-K, the letter M as in Matthew, and then Hayes, H-A-Y-S, Com. So DerekMHayes.com, you can go there. You'll see a podcast tab. If you click that tab, you'll see all the headings and topics that I've covered. So if you've had a dog bite or a slip and fall, or you want to know about jury selection, there's a podcast on that. Opening statement, closing arguments. So those are good tools that if you have questions, you can go and listen and learn a lot. Now, you are serving Northeast Georgia. Yes, actually all over Georgia. But okay. Northeast Georgia, my office is located in downtown Lawrenceville, which is in Gwinnett County. Oh, right? yeah. I'm literally a block from the courthouse. But I can and will handle cases throughout the entire state of Georgia. I've also handled cases outside the state of Georgia that have come to me, many of them through the podcast. Uh, an attorney can handle a case in any other state unless it goes into litigation. If you have to file suit, you have to associate counsel right. in that state for them to actually file. But I've also, too, joined those attorneys in those cases. Awesome. Awesome. Give the website again. It's Derek M. Hayes, and Hayes again is H A Y S, not H A Y E S, dot com. There's also Derek Hayes Law. You can find me. That's another access to the same website. Again, Derek Hayes Law. Awesome. Nice job, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate it. Good job. Lita, you've been very quiet over there. Well, how do you not get a, wording nodding, with a, Mr. Nodding Hayes approvingly, here. though. Yeah. So he did a good job, didn't he? Well, I don't get to talk at home, so I have is to tell you. Is that what it is? <laughs> yes. I got your back, man. Don't thank worry. you. Thank you. Don't worry. I'm married, too. Don't worry. Lita, he talks a lot at home. Let's just clarify. Okay. Derek's my, a talker. My wife won't watch TV with me. No, it's we horrible. watch very different things. I well, no, it's not because of that. Of She's just, ever, I'm very difficult to watch TV with because oh. I have opinions. Oh, okay. <laughs> and when there's some, I hate to say the word hack, but someone on TV getting paid all kinds of money and they're horrible, you talk about nails on a chalkboard. Just, I, I'm, I'm just difficult. Well, I have a funny story. So a really popular show, it just hit Netflix, so it sort of resurfaced. It's that show Suits. It's the legal shows. Everybody watch that. I remember that show. I cannot watch that with Derek. Everybody said, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. So we put it on. We were about 10 minutes into the first episode. And he kept, this, that's not right. That's not how it happened. <laughs> that, and, and it just, he cannot keep his I can't mouth watch quiet. I so, uh, I so much completely. so, he walked away. I mean, this isn't even a series he can handle because it's so far-fetched from anything truly legal. It really bothers him. And I was getting into it. I was I watching the storyline and the romance budding from two of the characters. And anyway, it just, he, he had to leave the room. Well, when two totally. attorneys are sitting in a room and they say, we need to get him in for a deposition this afternoon, like that's ever going to happen in the real world. Good, good Never. Luck. Good luck with that one. Yeah, no. exactly. Yeah. Unless they're in the other room. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's been scheduled for it, three months. Yeah, right. really. Yeah, pretty much. Young lady, why are you here today? I hesitate to say, hey, what, are you, what is it you do? You do a million and one things. I do do a lot. It's a long spiel. Oh, I've stalked you. I've researched okay. you. Don't worry okay. about that. Okay. But what are we talking about today? Today, what we're going to talk about is not the overall big picture of what I do. So it's a, it's I, a, It is a big picture. It's though. a big picture, yes. We're going to talk about kidney donor athletes. And How in the world did you get into this? Well, I'm this a kid. Is, this is not something everyone does. No. No, this is not. And that's I'm building the, you up here. I'm yes. Building you, okay. I'm building you up. All right. I'm in Work it. with me. And Work I'm ready to just spew it out. And I can't wait. So in 2017, I did a kidney transplant with the recipient being my father. He needed a kidney, and I was a perfect match. So you gave your dad. I did. One of your kidneys. Yes. Yes. Well, congratulations for both of you. Yes. And he's. We are in now 2023, and he is still alive. When and was that? Forgive me. I was talking. 17. 2017. So it's been six, seven years. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yes. That's good. Yes. That, was, I mean, that is good, right? 
That's very well, good. No, no, seriously. Though. Without the donation, he probably would have lived for another, at the very most, what, three to five years? Well, the stat is five years on dialysis. The average lifespan, I've been told this is how they write life insurance policies in the United States, but for the American white male, the average lifespan is 77. So we were 72. I am not 72, but my you dad. You look really, really <laughs> darn good. I, your husband's right here. I can say that. For 72, no, you're amazing. No, no, no. My father was 72 at the time of surgery. It was a five-year window. It was the possibility of being 77 as a white male in America right. and five years on dialysis. Now, it's not usually dialysis itself that takes someone's life. It's the complications from dialysis. Oh, yeah, yeah. What, you know, so anyway, that's the what whole thing. What the body goes pers- through in yes. the process to save it. Filtering and not pulling enough or pulling too much. Right. or yes, My father suffered for some of that, yes. I'm sorry about that. Oh, that's a long time it's, ago. It is, it is not a, a pleasant way to live. And so... Being a donor, being a match for him, it was a successful surgery. That was seven years ago. He's nice. still kicking. I was with him yesterday. Kidney's healthy, so we're we're doing well. Before the kidney donation, I was, I want to say I was, I don't want to like toot my own horn on my athleticism. If you don't do it, I'm going to so just do it. That's kind of why I brought you in. Yeah, just, well, just saying, I, used to, I used to be an avid runner, and I started running. It's more than just avid. Mar- I used marathon? to love it. Marathon? Past marathons. I was, an ultra, I was an ultra marathoner. She is, she is human, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. At times. I would run wow. 50Ks. I trained. Yes. I was with a running group. We would do it was, fun it was track workouts. It, it was your life. It was. Totally it, your life. But it was my hobby life, right? I was still a mom. Well, sure, I still worked. Sure. And, and I trained. And Had you lost that, though, it would have been devastating. That's why I say it's your life. Yeah. But I lost it sort of. I toned it down after the kidney well, donation. you had to. I haven't lost you had, you had it, which, no is, choice. which right. is what we're right. getting ready to talk about. But I had done three 50Ks, training six months on, six months off, all trail runs, um, so much so went all the way up to New York to run a race, one in Chattanooga and one in the mountains of Georgia. Believe it or not, the Georgia one was the hardest of all three out of the two different elevations. And it was fun. And, and I, we trained hard and we would run full marathons just in training and then go out and run these 33 to 38 mile races because when you're on trails the distance is a ish it's 38 ish 35 ish but it was wonderful and it also made me a candidate to be a really good donor I was in tip-top physical shape going into an organ donation surgery so I recovered really well my body healed really well your body was super efficient very efficient. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I had uh, really strong arms. And this is something that uh, where I've coached potential donors when they, or they're they getting ready to go into their surgery and they want to talk to another donor. And I'll say, strengthen your arms and legs as much as you can. Because in a hospital bed, you tend to slide down. And in the middle of the night, when you've just had major abdominal surgery, right. you can use your arms and just pull yourself up as hard as you can from a hospital bed and not touch your abdomen. Even, you know, sitting in a chair. You normally use your abs and you sit down and you use your core and you stand back up. You don't have use of your core without a lot of pain. If you can use your quads and your hamstrings to sit and stand, if you have strong muscles, it's tremendous. Anyway, that's the trivia for the day. So anyone considering organ donation, that's that's a, a, a great tip. So I was in really, really good physical shape going into the surgery. And the surgery happened. Uh, again, it was a success. I recovered well. And I got back into running, of course, because like you said, it's mm-hmm. my life and it's what I do. Uh, two summers ago, we're in 2023. So in 2021, 
I ran a trail 25K. So I cut the distance in Only half. 25K. Only yeah. 25 That's what I said. What a bum, Derek. Yeah. I, I watched you. it. I was tired from watching it. I'm t- tired talking about it. Yeah. So, yeah. I did have a bad spill. Remember only, when only we yes. came off? She was bloodied when she finished. I couldn't even take yeah, my own shoes kind. off. I know. Yeah. You get but it's a, scars it's a are trail cool. run. Dirty, so and you got road and... rash all over your yeah. leg. I love it. Yeah. Like, just... Yeah. You know, anyway, it does. Sorry, it, that's I'll, your I'll battle wounds. No, but that's all, that's all part of trail running. I had put it on social media. I had done a little story as I was waiting for my friend to pick me up the morning of the race. And I said, I'm really... I'm not nervous about the distance. I'm nervous because this is my first long distance run on one kidney. I know that I can run a right. 25K and I know that I can handle the trails and how I know that time, I've trained. How much time had it been? Well, I had raced, but I hadn't done anything that far. You'd done a bunch of 5Ks. Yeah, well, probably a 10K. I, I, I got to believe five is nothing compared to a 20, 20 whatever you It was just a said. 15 plus miler. Right. Yeah, on yeah. the trails. Um, Only 15 but now, plus. But, now tra- but I had run a half a marathon. a lot different than running down Peachtree. Oh, absolutely. Insanely totally so. Totally different. Yeah. Totally different. I think it's way more fun. And yet I've brought a real... I want to say strict roadrunner out on a training run, and he fell apart. He I twisted his ankle on the first that. hill. I mean, he just thought he was awful. He was a complete mess on the trails. And he was in a running club that I was in, I, and I but he had never that. really done trails. I like the agility of it. I like the complexity of it. I like jumping over roots and logs and the ups and downs and watching for spider webs. I just, I enjoy the technical aspect of a trail. I get really, really bored pavement running. And everyone will say, you're a runner, but I'm a trail runner. I I am a trail runner. I don't really enjoy road running, even though I enjoy running. So there is a big difference. I'm with you on that. Yep. I totally agree. So I do this 25K, put some hashtags out, which is how everybody finds you nowadays with your hashtags, kidney donor, runner. So this organization, based on my hashtags, sent me a a DM. And I had to tell Derek recently, DM means direct message. (laughs) He did ask me. He goes, I thought it was GM, but apparently it was a different thing. What is a DM? I'm like, (laughs) okay, we'll get you there, Derek. And they said, would you like, we're kidney donor athletes. You're a kidney donor and you're an athlete. Would you write us a story about your experience doing the 25K? And I said, absolutely. So I connect with them on social media. And I see that last year they have something called a one kidney climb. One kidney. And last year on there is a World Kidney Day in March. And they took, let's just say 20. I'm not sure of the number. But they took 20 kidney donors and summited Kilimanjaro last year on World Kidney Day and took a documentary crew with them. That is fantastic. That's an incredible feat. So moving forward to this year, there's an application process because they're going to take their one kidney climb, 20 kidney donors from across the United States, and they're going to go to Guatemala and they're going to summit three volcanoes back to back to back. This is a fundraising mission. The point of this mission is to literally shout from the mountains, from the volcanoes, do not be afraid to donate. Over 100,000 people in the United States alone are waiting on a kidney. Most all of you, except for me, you have two, and you only need one to live, and you only need one to live healthy. Athletes make the best donors. Do not be afraid to donate. Look at all these athletes. Look at all these people. Even if you're not a true athlete, you live a healthy lifestyle. That would make you potentially a really good donor and so it's a mission-based nonprofit it's in and again the mission is to raise awareness and say everybody has two mm-hmm. and you only need one a hundred thousand people could use the blessing that you have to give yeah, I threw be. my name in the hat 
I filled out the application for Guatemala. It took a few months. There's a panel and a board of directors. I got selected. Congratulations. I'm going to Guatemala. We are in October. You're running, what, is that over three days? Yes. Three summits, more or less? Yes. Yes. That's five days total that you're there. But no, eight days total. Eight days total. Okay. Yes. Eight wow. days total. Four days in the center of solid hiking. So there's uh, an up and a down and an up and a That's down. That's right. you got to come down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't even thought of that. There's not yeah. a slide at the top. So that yeah. would be great. You're, you're yeah. basically, yeah, a zip yeah. line back. Yeah, zip line or, <laughs> yep. you know, one of those mountain coasters. Those are really cool. So that you're kind of running six volcanoes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because uh. you got to go up, down, up, down. And then the last, which will be the most oh. challenging, is we go up, and that's a day up, and then we're going to camp on the side of a dormant volcano. We leave that camp, and we head about three o'clock in the morning with our headlamps on to Summit, which is called Fuego. And we're going to summit Fuego at sunrise, and we'll spend a little time up there, and then it's a full day down. Which, that is an active volcano. Right. We're getting to the top. Lovely. So, it's, it's going to be quite an adventure. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So, there's, I believe, 19 of us going... One kidney. So 19 kidney donors from across the United States are going. And there's one gentleman attending the climb with two kidneys, and he is a documentary filmmaker. So we have a documentary crew, guy, cameraman, going with us on this adventure. Nice. Yeah. So Nice. Yes. Now, are there websites related to this? Absolutely, yes. I knew you'd say yes. So the fundraising, which we are in, if uh, you want to learn more about this, all of my social media handles, it my platform, I guess I should talk about that at the top of this. So I am a podcaster. I'm a blogger. By trade, I'm an interior designer. So I do show a lot of fun, pretty remodeling and, and design projects on there. But my everything is called Status Life with Lita, L-E-T-A. That is my podcast. I'm in season four. I'm on the Business Radio X platform. We've podcasted with one of the board of directors. You can learn a lot more about this and dig into my kidney donation story if you want to go listen to that show. So that would be my Instagram handle. That would be my Facebook. It's all Status Life with Lita. That is the website. All the kidney stuff is up. If you want to look at kidney donor athletes, let's just think you're a good donor. This is not part of the kidney registry, but this is if you're interested in that organization and the mission, you want to connect with some kidney donors, you are a kidney donor athlete, uh, kidneydonorathletes.org, cool. I believe. I, I think I should double check that as you What What does do it come down question. to, basically? Blood type? No, there are five markers. Oh, okay. There's a lot yes. more than one. There's okay. five markers that I had to match with my father. But she, even though she's his daughter, it's not a guarantee that as his daughter, she would be a good match. So some people, I've, we've met a spouse that donated to his wife, a husband donated to the oh, wife, wow. which How is about really that? unusual that they were, they were able to match up that well. Yeah, that is more unusual. I did say that when I said .org, I thought, mm, I don't think that's right. It is kidney donor athlete. Dot com. Just to clarify. Dot so, com. Yep. Well, getting back to those five markers, of that, I think that shouts that it's not real easy to find a match. It's not. And it there's a lot of quick. there's a lot of different ways that you can donate. And this is also really interesting. You can do something which is called non-directed. So let's say, for example, that Derek needed a kidney. I had two, so let's pretend I'm not a donor yet, and I've got right, two kidneys. Right. I want to donate a kidney to help Derek, but I'm not a match for Derek. I could agree to donate, and they put me in the system, and it's a whole train. So I could donate to you. You could have a loved one that donated to Producer Mike. Producer Mike had a 
uh, a donor that wasn't a match for him, but it was for Derek. So we could all do a non-directed. So someone got a kidney from right. me that, and they do it all on the same day, a non-directed. Oh, they wow. will line up all these surgeries. I guess it'd be best to do that. Yeah. yeah. It, and, and so it basically says, I'm that. willing to donate. I just can't donate to him. So we have another husband and wife. We've met so many people that have gone through this journey once you're in it. And another husband and wife uh, from Nashville. And she donated, but again, wasn't a match. They did the non-directed. So she was already out of surgery in recovery before his had even started. Because and he they had, needed the kidney. And he needed it. So, right. But they had so many people on their chain that day. He was able that? to visit with her in her recovery as her kidney was gone in his pre-op. About We've yeah. actually had somebody on the podcast in the past who went to take her child to a karate class and saw the flyer up on a on a billboard or a poster in, in the uh, the karate studio and it had the little numbers hanging off and my mom needs a kidney. It was written by a kid. Can you please help? And so she felt compelled and pulled the phone number and went and got tested and turned out the markers matched up. Yeah. So she donated that? to someone she'd never met before. Right. And it's a lifelong connection now, clearly. Oh, absolutely. But so, they're anonymous donations. They're, they're all kinds of ways that can be uh, done. Mm-hmm. So that's what the registry is for. Oh, yeah. And they take, yes, they take care of all that. Kidney Donor Athletes does not control the registry, but they absolutely make awareness to get oh, people yeah. to yeah. get on the registry. They the more people it. on yeah. the registry. There's not, you know, with 100,000 people waiting, I don't know the stat, but I do know that there's not 100,000 cadavers that are that are readily available. Yeah. Right. right. I did learn this too recently. Depending on where you're at in the United States, your registry in your state may be longer than in other states. We met a gentleman on vacation and he was celebrating his one year kidney donation anniversary sure. of that. He was the recipient. He needed one. He had been very sick and he had some living donors, but was adamant he did not want to take a living donor. He wanted to wait on a cadaver. And I have heard that that is very common. Really? A lot of families, my dad specifically, did not want, originally did not want me to donate. And it wasn't until after the surgery that his doctor had said as a 70, you know, when the process started, he was 70. By the time we got to donation, he was 72. So around 71, when I was willing, his doctor said, take the kidney. You are 71 years old. If a match comes, that match is going to the 40-year-old husband with a two and a four-year-old at home. It's not going to the 71-year-old man. It would have to be all the stars would have to align. These kidneys have to go to the younger people. You've only got X amount of years anyways. He's potentially got 35 to 40. You've got five. Take, take your daughter's kidney. I did not know that. But again, he was going to wait for that cadaver. Well, this gentleman was in... They were in New York and New Jersey. I thought they were, they were in the Washington, D.C. area. Yeah, you're Some, right. Was, yeah, Washington, somewhere Washington. in Washington, D.C. And their list was years longer. They, you know, through their transplant hospital, it was going to be, I believe, about eight years to be on the list to wait for a cadaver kidney. And that's a long time to wait on dialysis like we talked about. So he moved to Tampa, Florida where the list was a lot shorter and ended up waiting less than five years. Yeah, wow. So, and, and that's lifespan. Yeah. Smart so move. anyway, all fun facts about so kidney donation. You're going to be walking up and down volcanoes for a week. Yeah, I can't wait. So Soon. on a side note. Giant what? smile on her face. I know, right? <laughs> well, I just light up. She, she's going to be gone for a week, so I'm not a kidney donor, therefore I can't do the climb. But I thought, oh, you know what? I'll go with you. I'll just, I'll stay in Guatemala. And so we started researching about this and it said that there'll be staying in Antigua. And I thought, okay, I'll take one for the team. Yeah, really. I'll 
find an all-inclusive Antigua. Do, I'll be do good. Do you need someone to carry your bags, you know, Derek? I, I, I'll you know, let you know. I, I'm probably available. So I, I looked at it and thought, hey, that's great. Honey. You go climb those volcanoes. I believe in you. You do that. And I'll be there when you come back down. And I'm thinking, okay, all-inclusive, the beach, just a yeah. phenomenal vacation. Yeah. But then I realized Antigua is actually a city inside Guatemala. Yes. That's landlocked. It's not the Antigua, the no. island that that's we That's in the Caribbean. Yeah. yeah my, Hundreds my of mind miles went away. To, my mind went to the Caribbean. Yeah, too. yeah that's where mine went immediately. I thought, well, well, you know hey, what? You can still go to the, to, to the Caribbean. Yeah. You might be single when you get <laughs> yeah, back. Exactly. <laughs> so I would probably be single if I went with you. Now the plan you. is I'm taking her to the airport and I'll pick her back up at the airport. Yes. So. That'll be, that's it. Gotcha. Uh, before we get out of here, give you a last yeah. word. Give you a last word. Go ahead, Lita. You're first. Okay. Kidney donor athletes. Uh, it's just been a fantastic mission. This is near and dear to my heart, obviously, as a kidney donor. I am on this wonderful adventure, but spreading the mission. I didn't do this to not have this big follow-up, right? I mean, that's just part of Status Life with Lita. That's part of who I am. I love to be able to share my stories, my adventures. I just live this big life, and I do that by choice. And I podcast, and I'm here today on Tom's podcast as a guest. And I, I just appreciate the opportunity to not only tell my kidney transplant story, but to so support an amazing nonprofit that's truly giving me the adventure of a lifetime. And I hope that if I spread the mission, and I'm able to talk or share or get one person to get on the transplant registry, that that's one person's life that I'm going to save. Maybe it's more than one. Maybe it's 100. Maybe there's 500 people out there that are going to hear this and say, you know what? I can do it too. I, I have two kidneys and I only need one and it's not going to be terrible. I can recover just like she did. So that's that's it. I hear you. Well, thanks again for allowing us to be on the podcast. I've First and foremost, it, we appreciate that. That's always great to get get on a podcast. You two are nowhere nothing like the producer said you'd be. Oh, please. <laughs> yeah. I've, well, I've actually enjoyed it. I've had a lot on, of fun On a doing side this. note, he, he's nothing we thought he was going to be either. We thought we got a professional <laughs> we, guy and we wound we up with him. Do, so. We do think alike, Derek. <laughs> I always wanted to be an attorney growing up, honestly. Really? No, dead serious. I did dead not serious. think I was going to be an attorney. That was never my game plan, but that's how life led I, me. And I lost a bet early in life had to do something different. So really? and now here I am, but that's all right. I, maybe I lost a bet and wound up having yeah, to do that. Being this, an so attorney, yeah, there, there you we go. go. But I will say this: if you do need an attorney, and, and as I said, I specialize in personal injury. That includes medical malpractice, car wreck, slip and fall, dog bite, any situation where you've been injured by the negligence of someone else. Feel free to call me. My main number is four zero four seven 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 hurt. You can also check me out on my website, Derek Hayes Law. Uh, you can check out my social media platforms. Lita, by the by the way, is my marketing director slash social media person. So so she deals with all that for the firm, does a phenomenal job. She makes me look good. Uh, and videos that she shoots of me actually come out better than I expected, but that's her talent, not mine. Uh, but please, if you do need an attorney, reach out, contact me. Also, go to my podcast, uh, Injury Insider with Derek Hayes. You can learn a lot more there as well. Nice job. Nice job. Well, I thank both of you for coming in. They're going to play my music any second. You never know when it's going to sneak up on me. Seriously, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Folks, hey, do me a favor. Check out Northeast Georgia Business Radio X, N-E-G-A-B-R-X.com. It's got our catalog of shows. I'm Tom Sheldon. We'll talk to you soon.